Welcome to ctisus.com, the CT educational website. Today, I will be discussing virtual gastroscopy and experience with 16 and 64 slice isotropic datasets. Virtual gastroscopy allows high-resolution endoscopic imaging of the stomach to be obtained utilizing currently available software designed for virtual colonoscopy. Early experience with single, four, and eight-slice multi-detector CT scanners was mixed. However, new 16 and 64-slice multi-detector CT scanners allow submillimeter isotropic imaging which, when combined with the new, more powerful 3D rendering software, results in better quality gastric imaging. This lecture reviews the current status of virtual gastroscopy using 64-slice multi-detector CT. The current literature will be reviewed. In addition, 64-slice protocols will be provided and a variety of cases will be illustrated including normal, inflammatory disease, and neoplastic disease. Endoscopic and pathologic correlation will be included when available. Detailed imaging in the stomach requires careful attention to technique. The stomach must be adequately distended. If the stomach is collapsed, pathology may be overlooked or the collapsed gastric wall may mimic disease. CT gastroscopy requires that the stomach be distended primarily with air. If there is too much fluid, pathology may be hidden. Gas crystals are used along with a small amount of water. The gas crystals should be taken immediately prior to the start of the exam to ensure maximal gastric distension. The patient should be reminded not to belch until after the exam is completed. In selected patients, glucagon may be helpful to improve gastric distension and to decrease motility. One milligram of glucagons can be given subcutaneously or 0.1 milligrams IV 10 minutes prior to the exam. IV contrast is essential. We typically use 120 cc's of non-ionic contrast. OmniPake 350 or VisiPake 320. The contrast is injected through a peripheral IV catheter at a rate of 3 to 4 cc's per second. Although virtual gastroscopy can certainly be performed on 4 to 16 slice scanners, the isotropic data sets possible with new 64 slice scanners greatly improves the quality of the multiplanar reconstructions and 3D imaging by maintaining high resolution submillimeter imaging in any plane. For virtual gastroscopy, the thinnest collimator setting should be used. For example, we currently have a Siemens Sensation 64 scanner. We utilize the 0.6 millimeter collimators to create 0.75 millimeter slices, reconstructed every 0.5 millimeters. The overlap is essential to maintain high quality 3D imaging. These thin 0.75 millimeter slices are sent to the 3D workstation for review. In addition, Thicker 3 to 5 millimeter slices are created for standard review of the abdomen and pelvis. The patient is scanned in the supine position. The image should be reviewed immediately. If the entire stomach is not well distended, you may want to consider rescanning the patient in a different position, example prone or decubitus. We usually scan the patient in both the arterial and venous phases, as there is some evidence in the literature that dual phase imaging may improve the detection and characterization of gastric cancers. The arterial phase scan is obtained 30 seconds after the start of the injection. The venous scan is obtained 60 seconds after the start of the injection. All the data is then transferred to our 3D workstation. The use of 0.75 millimeter collimators creates isotropic data sets. 
and therefore the 3D images of the stomach and virtual imaging is of excellent quality. For comprehensive imaging of the stomach, it is usually necessary to use a combination of multi-planar reconstructions, volume rendering, and virtual imaging. First, the datasets are reviewed using InSpace software, which allows multi-planar reconstructions as well as interactive 3D volume rendering. The brightness, opacity, window width, and level can be adjusted in real time in order to accentuate the wall of the gastrointestinal tract and optimize visualization of abnormalities. Manipulating trapezoidal transfer functions interactively modifies the image contrast and relative pixel attenuations in the final image. The function assigns color and opacity to each voxel and can be adjusted to alter the display instantaneously. The transfer function is applied to a histogram of the dataset, with the x-axis representing Hounsfield units and the y-axis color or opacity. All voxels are incorporated into the display. Sliding the trapezoid higher along the x-axis excludes lower attenuation voxels from the display, therefore yielding images of the high attenuation collecting system. The process can be simplified by creating presets, which can be applied quickly and then only minor adjustments are needed. For evaluation of the stomach, the coronal or coronal oblique planes are often the most useful. Review of the 3D can usually be completed in approximately 5 minutes. MPR and volume rendering allow excellent visualization of the stomach. However, due to the anatomy of the stomach and complexity of gastric folds, virtual gastroscopy may provide additional information. Since the stomach is distended with air, virtual colonoscopy software can be used to image the stomach. The virtual endoscope can be positioned within the gastric lumen and endoluminal images created as the scope flies through the stomach. This allows a better appreciation of the gastric fold pattern. It is important to be familiar with the normal anatomy of the stomach and the normal appearance of the stomach on CT and virtual gastroscopy. The stomach has an anterior wall and a posterior wall, which are almost opposed when the stomach is empty. The stomach has two borders. The lesser curvature is on the right, and the greater curvature is on the left and slightly lower. The gastric cardia is a site where the esophagus joins the stomach. The cardia and lesser curvature blend smoothly. However, at the junction of the cardia and greater curvature, there is a cardiac incisure, which appears as an indentation. The fundus is the uppermost portion of the stomach and lies more posterior than the body. The body joins the antrum. Along the greater curvature, there is a smooth transition. However, along the lesser curvature, there is an indentation called the angular incisure. The pyloric canal represents a circular ring of muscle which joins the duodenal bulb. In the region of the lesser curvature, gastric folds are usually oriented longitudinally. Along the greater curvature, the gastric folds are slightly thicker and have a more tortuous and diagonal course. The gastric folds are typically smaller in the fundus and gradually become larger as they extend toward the antrum. The folds are less numerous and smaller in the antrum. On CT, the gastric wall should measure less than 3 millimeters when adequately distended. 
However, smooth thickening of the gastric antrum can be a normal finding, measuring up to 12 millimeters, and nicely demonstrated in a study using multi-detector CT and cadavers by Picard. In that study, thickening of the gastric antrum relative to the proximal stomach was a common and normal finding. This thickening can appear homogeneous or demonstrate low density in the submucosa. The authors surmised that this apparent thickening is probably the result of a combination of its thicker muscular layer and antral contractions. This illustration demonstrates the normal fold pattern in the stomach. Note that in the region of the lesser curvature, gastric folds are usually oriented longitudinally. The gastric folds along the greater curvature are slightly thicker and have a more tortuous and diagonal course. This is a virtual gastroscopy image showing the normal appearance of the stomach in the region of the antrum during a contraction. This is a virtual gastroscopy image showing the normal appearance of the stomach in the region of the antrum, which is typically smooth or has thin, widely spaced folds. This virtual gastroscopy image shows the normal appearance of the stomach in the region of the pylorus. The pyloric canal represents a circular ring of muscle which joins the duodenal bulb. Adenocarcinoma represents over 95% of malignant gastric tumors and has a 5-year survival rate of less than 20%. Prognosis depends on the stage of the tumor at presentation, and therefore CT plays a crucial role. CT is considered to be the imaging modality of choice because CT can not only image the primary tumor, but can also assess for local spread, adenopathy, and distant metastasis in one single comprehensive examination. Due to the complex anatomy of the stomach and fold pattern, and the often subtle abnormalities in early gastric carcinoma, most investigators agree that the use of multiplanar reconstruction and 3D images provides valuable additional information and improve the detection and staging of both early and advanced tumors. In a recent study, multiplanar reconstruction and virtual gastroscopy by Bandarhi, investigators compared CT with the conventional endoscopy, EUS, and histopathology. 63 patients were examined, 31 early stage and 32 advanced stage. In that study, the overall accuracy of 3D CT for the detection of gastric cancers was 94%. The accuracy for early cancers was 96.7% and 100% for advanced cancers. The accuracy of CT for determining of T1 and depth of invasion was 83.3% compared with 87.5% for EUS. The accuracy of lymph node staging with 3D was 75% for CT and 79% for EUS. In a similar study by Chen, investigators compared CT, including VG, UGI, and endoscopy in 60 patients with gastric cancer. The lesion detection rate for CT was 98%. 
98% for endoscopy and 95% for UGI. The accuracy for staging was higher for CT, 76.7%, than for endoscopy. The findings on CT and VG can be subtle, especially in patients with early gastric cancer. In a study of 124 patients with endoscopically proven gastric cancers who underwent virtual CT gastroendoscopy, detection rates for early cancers was 73% compared with 90% for advanced cancers. These studies show that dedicated 3D examination of the stomach, including multiplanar reconstruction and virtual gastroscopy, is definitely a promising technique for the detection and preoperative evaluation of gastric carcinomas. And results will likely improve with experience and now with the improved resolution of the submillimeter collimation possible with 64 slice multi-detector CT. This case shows a 46-year-old male with weight loss and anemia. Coronal MPR shows diffuse tumor infiltration of the gastric antrum. Virtual gastroscopy image of the antrum shows a large nodular mass with distortion of folds. Endoscopy with biopsy revealed infiltrating poorly differentiated adenocarcinoma. 56-year-old male with epigastric discomfort and heartburn. Coronal MPR reveals diffuse tumor infiltration of the body and antrum of the stomach. Virtual gastroscopy nicely shows the distortion and tumor infiltration of the gastric folds. Endoscopic ultrasound was performed and confirmed the presence of a large mass. Biopsy showed infiltration poorly differentiated adenocarcinoma. 70-year-old male with abdominal pain. Axial CT image demonstrated nodular fold thickening along the greater curvature. Virtual gastroscopy nicely demonstrated mass-like thickening of the gastric folds and the greater curvature. The patient underwent total gastrectomy. The pathology specimen revealed high-grade dysplasia arising in a background of extensive low-grade dysplasia. No invasive carcinoma was identified. Although adenocarcinoma is certainly not the most common of the malignant gastric tumors, a wide variety of tumors can be detected with 3D multi-detector CT and virtual gastroscopy. For example, the stomach is the most frequent site of involvement of non-Hodgkin lymphoma. The CT appearance of gastric lymphoma can vary and can often be similar to the CT finding in adenocarcinoma. Wall thickening, either diffuse or focal, is the most common finding. But, Gastric lymphoma can also appear as a discrete mass or multiple masses. Gastrointestinal stromal tumors are uncommon neoplasms that rise from mesenchymal cells in the wall of the gastrointestinal tract. They represent only 1% of gastric tumors, and because they develop in the wall of the stomach, CT is helpful in the diagnosis. They grow within the wall of the stomach, and therefore more will appear as a smooth, well-defined submucosal mass. Its borders form a right angle or obtuse angle with the gastric wall. Gastrointestinal stromal tumors can grow endoluminally or extend exophytically. Gastric polyps can occur sporadically and are typically hyperplastic. However, adenomatous or harmatomatous polyps can occur in patients with various polyposis syndromes. Small polyps can be subtle on axial imaging alone. However, the polyps are more obvious when MPR and virtual gastroscopy are performed. 
gastrointestinal stromal tumor, 78-year-old male with vague abdominal pain. Coronal NPR shows a small submucosal mass in the gastric fundus. Virtual gastroscopy image also shows the mass, but is partially obscured by adjacent mucus. CT is often the first imaging modality performed in patients with abdominal pain and therefore may be the first study to suggest the presence of gastritis or peptic ulcer disease. There have been no large studies performed on the sensitivity or specificity of 3D CT and virtual gastroscopy for the detection of gastritis or gastric ulcers. Gastritis will appear as enlarged folds and will typically be better appreciated on the virtual gastroscopy. Remember that gastric folds usually get thicker as they extend toward the antrum. Therefore, if the fold appears thicker towards the fundus, that is abnormal. Distortion of folds or abnormal orientation of folds is also an indication that there is pathology. Gastric ulcers will appear as small ulcerations in the gastric wall. The findings on CT and virtual gastroscopy are similar to those seen on UGI series. A small depression of ulcer cavity may be seen with distortion of folds. Flora 32-year-old male with MEN1 and Zelliger-Ellison related to hypergastronemia from pancreatic gastronoma. Coronal volume rendered image shows marked gastric fold thickening. Virtual gastroscopy image nicely shows the markedly thickened folds. CT gastroscopy can be somewhat time-consuming. Also, flat lesions or shallow ulcers are very difficult or even impossible to detect, even in patients with optimal gastric distension. The main limitation is that abnormality detected on CG needs conventional gastroscopy for confirmations and in most cases biopsy. Although the concept for virtual gastroscopy has been around since the late 1990s, it really hasn't gained widespread acceptance. Initial studies were promising, but limited by slice collimation, speed, and relatively primitive 3D software. However, 64-slice multi-detector CT now allows sub-millimeter collimation and therefore creates high-resolution isotropic datasets, which has greatly improved the quality of the 3D and virtual gastroscopy images. It is likely that the virtual gastroscopy will begin to play a more significant role in detecting and staging of gastric tumors as well as in the evaluation of inflammatory disease.